I love you. I swear. I know you start. (laughs) I know you usually start, but the one time that my microphone was actually set up, I was like, no, I got to stop and check. I got to check. And, (laughs) and it was, it was set up right. Uh, yeah, I, that's just how excited I am for this. I didn't, I wanted to make sure I wasn't fucking it up. No, I understand. Yeah. I I feel you. Well, (laughs) <laughs> thanks for being here everybody i've been there <laughs> i fucked no, well, it up already <laughs> no, let's just cough. let's just start over <laughs> what are you talking about welcome back to the couch potatoes there's plenty of room for you happy to have you here please have a seat have Sit a down. seat i am We'll be here for a while. I am the while. Green Traveler from Gorsh. We're going to be here for a, for, for a hot minute. A hot minute. Ten seconds at least. At least ten seconds. At least a minute thirty. That's how long we've been here so far. I am the Faceless Leon, and this is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch. We are starting a playlist, list, our first deep dive playlist. Uh, because we gotta talk these movies in grand detail we are talking about the lord of the rings and speaking of grand detail not a sponsor but tell them about your nice tv because that was so nice it was yeah i got it i got it i guess i'll say the brand it's an lg oled 55 inch tv Uh. it was a gift from my father-in-law thank you very very much um and mm-hmm. yeah, this was the first full movie that we watched on it, I think. And it was oh, a good choice. Good choice. Good choice. It was a good choice. Very good. Yeah. I made the uh, comment beforehand, and I mean it, and I still mean it, and I'll explain why. <clears throat> that I don't notice quality updates. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when I hear quality sound improvement, I'm just like, that sounded like my shitty stereo. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my ears are so bad with, you know, picking up detail in regards to like pristine quality that it's like it, it goes in one ear out the other. Oh, my God. I'm so gassy. What's going on? <laughs> um, it's because I drink a lot of Diet Coke. Let's be honest. Not a sponsor. But um, and it's the same way with visuals, because I have seen movies in IMAX. I have seen, you know, I saw Avatar. I saw uh what was that most recent avatar 2 i mean i saw avatar 2 and uh in imax it was beautiful but like my mind wasn't blown you know i was just like wow this is nice yeah but like i don't notice i don't i didn't notice like a quality it just looked as beautifully pristine as like as it could be but like i wasn't like entranced right um but watching it on your tv maybe it's just because i don't know if the oleds or if it was the 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 proximity being even closer and right. it not being like massively blown out of proportion on a big screen right but like i mean i mean that's the other thing is like avatar 2 i think was filmed on an imax camera so that was like what it was supposed to look like but still like it didn't it didn't wow me watching this on your tv wowed me nice. it was really cool it was really cool uh and that just really speaks to the effects that peter jackson and the crew were able to pull off this what we we like to call them bubble movies 
he, you know, he had he had all the creative power pretty much on yeah. on making this exactly yeah what it should have been, and I think it's what him it and uh personally I agree. Him and two hundred of his best friends gathered together and had the most epic LARPing session you could ever possibly <laughs> imagine. And it's just it's it's some of the yes. most beautiful cinema that's ever existed and will ever exist. Like I think literally so. go go a hundred years down the line, and I feel like people will still be watching Lord of the Rings and being impressed and by there, it. Like and, obviously, and you know, you know, this is far after paper, you know, existed, and they find yeah. these digital files, and then and they watch the Lord of the Rings, and they're like, "Is this how life was once?" Is <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. It's like it's like us watching Metropolis now. Yeah, you know? it's like you go back to the that nineteen twenties masterpiece of silent film, and it's just like you know it's it's obviously dated. Like a lot of people nowadays probably wouldn't be able to sit down and watch it. I love it, but you you know you watch it and it's just like it's it's really it's it's somehow still so epic. I mean, it's a silent film, but it's you know it's amazing. And that's how this is going to be. You know, 100 years from now, they're going to be looking back and be like, wow, this is it's kind of amazing. They made a movie like this, you know? Wow. And they only made it for like 90 fucking million dollars. Like, that's insane. <laughs> and it, uh, uh, so they actually began filming in 1999. Yeah. They filmed all three movies. <laughs> and they filmed all back three back. movies back to back. And in the beautiful land of New Zealand, and exactly the beautiful land of New Zealand, and uh, which is now known as Middle Earth. So two years later, they popped out the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, and uh, yeah, right up ahead, I think I'm going to say this may be my favorite movie. It that's pretty fair. Like it's it's. I, I struggled to come up with a favorite movie. Right. Um, when, cause a lot of people ask me, it's like, what's your favorite movie? And like, you know, for the longest time it was the empire strikes back. Um, and sure. for another it's part of my life, you know, it's been the lighthouse for a while now. I love the white, the lighthouse, but I honestly have to agree with you. Like if it's not my favorite movie, it's easily in the top five. Right. And I'm talking all three of them. Yes. Cause they're all, yeah, they're in all my opinion, good. all three of them are just one long 12 to 14 hour movie. That's right. Like, but this is still my favorite chapter <laughs> of that yeah. very long movie. Uh, That's fair. See, yeah. I've, I've read the books, I think six times. Wow. And, um, my favorite, and I've had to explain this to people, so it's easy for me to remember how to explain this. My favorite movie is The Two Towers of the Three. Mm. And the reason is, that is my least favorite book of the three. Um, and, and again, uh, we're going to be saying like things like book and, and movie. Like I think they're all one movie. They're all technically one book. That's right. how J.R.R. Tolkien wanted it to That's be. That's how he wrote it. But they were all divided. They've been divided into three segments, and so that's the easiest way to talk about it. Don't mm -hmm. get at us on the comments. Lord of the Ring geeks, we know, we know, we know. But uh, um, we may lo know a little bit book. less than you, but we do oh, yeah, really we know love way less this. Than you. Uh, this review comes completely out of love from the heart. Yeah, yeah, it's from the heart. Don't come at us, Stephen Colbert, but do come on the show. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. <laughs> Lord yeah. of the Rings: Return but... of the King, featuring Stephen Colbert. Oh my God. 
That'd be amazing. <laughs> but no, my, my least favorite book is The Two Towers because it's divided. It's so stupidly divided. Part I think it's like part one is the, the remaining of the fellowship, you know, mm. going off on whatever they're going. And then part two is just Frodo and Sam. And it's so – it pisses me off. You know, it's like you get what's going on for the first half of the book for Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli up to a point, And then we go, whoop, going all the way back a couple days. Here's what happened with Frodo and Sam to get us up to that point. I hate it. It's so hard for me to read The Two Towers because – mainly because I hate Frodo and Sam's part because it's just like – it's kind of boring to me. It's like they're just walking for a long time, meeting things, and like events happen. It's like I don't care. Uh um, but the second movie, The Two Towers, is so fucking cool. We'll it's, get there, of it's course, epic. but like, it's so fucking That's cool. That's for sure. Um, but then my least favorite is the third one because it, the third one is my favorite book, The Return of the King. It's really awesome. I love it. And then the movie is really awesome and I love it, but it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's a little wrong now, but we'll get there too. But, um, <laughs> Fellowship, in my opinion, is the most loyal in regards to being just as much as, like, it's everything I wanted from the book. Right. You know, it's, it's, right. it, it's just as equal as the book is. Peter Jackson morphed together and dropped away to yeah, make goodbye, it. Goodbye, Tom Bombadil. A, you weren't needed. Yeah, we don't need your strange tomfoolery god. Um, and yeah, <laughs> he just he doesn't make sense in the in the movie. I think portion, he you know, was like originally came from a short story that Tolkien wrote. Yeah, I think so. And he he got thrown in into the novel when the hobbits left yeah. the Shire. And it's fine in the novel because you can kind of imagine this goofy character who is going to easily forget shit, and right. it's like, yeah, there are excuses for why he shouldn't have the ring. And why this story needs to go on. But when you see it in a movie, you can't just like, right. especially in a movie this beautiful in quality, you can't dispend that belief that especially <laughs> that in a this trilogy, guy can't do yeah. it. If it, especially yeah. in a trilogy, yeah. if it didn't come full circle, if it didn't mean something in that, yeah, in that end, uh, yeah, authors, no use. Authors of novels are allowed to have fun tan- tangents. Uh, yeah, but movies. Oh, I mean, are it's more world building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, this first one. Uh, before we dive into the um, the plot, which most people already know about and everything, yeah, but, we're gonna but um, <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to uh, take a take a gander down the cast list okay. and, and talk about these characters and as well as who could have played them because yeah, I, I was reading beforehand who could have played them the, and it's yeah, so fun. Aragorn particularly i was reading oh my gosh yeah that one's hilarious let's start with the obvious starter uh elijah wood playing frodo baggins um he is our hero a little hobbit carrying uh tasked to carry this ring that he was given from his uh i think uncle Uncle bilbo uh, Bilbo. great uncle i believe um great uncle and uh bilbo found the ring in the hobbit stories that's a different tale we won't be doing that in this playlist at this time but someday i'm sure we will talk the hobbit um god help us all <laughs> um but frodo he is he is lovable charming he he is you know pretty average joe yeah. you know kind of carefree humble um everybody loves him everybody wants to be him um big dick wanner 
But uh, <laughs> it seems like uh, like Elijah Wood. I mean, there was a bunch of people who are auditioned. <laughs> there were a bunch of people who are auditioned, but it seems like Elijah Wood was kind of de- just dead set for the role. Um, it says here that Jake Gyllenhaal unsuccessfully auditioned for the role. <laughs> I saw that. That's kind of interesting. I like why yeah. why did that was that included. <laughs> Like the because un- he's probably the, the only ad- other popular name. <laughs> the adverb was just not necessary. Unsuccessfully, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus, Wikipedia put Jake Gyllenhaal on the back burner. Um, I know one other individual who auditioned for Frodo, but we'll get to them later. Um, next up is Gandalf the Gray. Gandalf the Gray, played by Ian McKellen, the the best person ever. Oh my goodness, for real. Yeah. I I love this character too. You look at his like his iconic characters and it's like Gandalf, Magneto. And yeah. it's just like it's two, two completely different characters. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I love it. And then he's also he also played uh a Nazi murder murderer one time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 He's played a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. Uh, but Gandalf... Gandalf is a wizard. Very mysterious. He's a wizard. Yeah. And wizards are kind of interesting in this world. Uh, they they play a role of kind of like uh, guardians or overseers, but they are like emissaries yeah. f- for gods. Uh, like, they each have a particular god that they are an emissary for, and we don't really get into the pantheon at all in the movies. No. No. which is great it's not needed it would just become bloated like sure. it, it's 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 super beautiful like to to read about right. and like to to get it mixed in and to i mean obviously you can delve as deep as you want into this world mm. but yeah the movies they don't need to deal with it they left it on the yeah, cutting floor as much as was needed it um it's interesting how though that these gods and things like they play a pretty important role as to why Sauron is the dark one and yeah uh you know trying to regain power but it's a long long story of of like a cycle that that just yeah. could not fit into this this film but it is really interesting it's even, i suggest checking it out it's pretty cool oh yeah i mean it's even cooler too because like sauron the big bad yeah wasn't even the first big bad no he was he was like the he, apprentice of uh, some other morgoth big bad. yeah morgoth was morgoth um, thank you that's master right. and uh he was kind of an istari which is what gandalf is to morgoth so Sauron yeah. is kind of was originally on the same like plane of power as Gandalf and the other wizards. Um but so. once he started making the rings. So, we're let's get back back to yeah. this ga- ca- cast No, list this then. is a deep dive. This is a deep it dive. Is. You're right. Yeah. It's you're yeah. right. He started making the rings like you can even watch like um The Rings of Power which, you know, it's not in this world. It's a complete own um, Amazon Prime spinoff. Right. But, you know, you and I both enjoyed it. I did uh, enjoy You it. more than I, but um, I, I did enjoy it. I didn't, you know, there there I had issues, and, sure. and some of those issues are going to keep me from going back to rewatch it because it, it takes a lot for me to want to rewatch a TV show, and, you know, 
it's a long story. <laughs> but like I feel like that show did a great job at building up that that world yeah, of of Sauron and so. the ring building and everything. Like it, yeah. it's really interesting. And that's what it was, um, you know, what they set out to do with it with the title and yeah. everything. But uh and it's fun. It was fun. And we did review it. So if you want to check that episode out, it's out yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> we got we had stuff to say, I remember. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's Gandalf, very mysterious, very fun. Um Ian McKellen plays him with like I mentioned it so many times. He makes like the perfect old man noises at, for like a grumpy <laughs> uh, wizard. Yeah. Like it is amazing. Like literally when I I mean I made the joke earlier that they were they were all LARPing like live action mm-hmm. role playing. But like they really kind of were like <laughs> a lot of these these actors kind of just like went into this part like Aragorn walked around on set like Viggo Mortensen mm-hmm. walked around on set as Aragorn. Like he he acted like Aragorn throughout the whole with production with his heavy ass sword. Yeah, and, and yeah. like um, it, there was a lot of jokes about how Sean Astin playing Sam was like the younger brother to to Elijah Wood or like the older brother kind of to mm. Elijah Wood, always protecting him, always being there like Sam is for Frodo. And like you know, Sean Astin has said he's like he didn't need me there, but he's like I was just in the role. Yeah, you know, it's like well, literally like they all just dove into these fucking roles, and it's they hilarious. Sure did. Like. They, and, and and Ian McKellen more than most like Gandalf his Gandalf is it's it's pretty masterful. perfect yeah I yeah. I really enjoyed it um here's some names that they thought yes. might do it Patrick Stewart I love Wikipedia <laughs> wait. You, yeah, you went right to Patrick Stewart, which is great. Yeah. He, he turned it down because he disliked the script, it says on Wikipedia. Which is interesting. But I love the name before him, yeah. which is Sean Connery. Yeah, so uh, Sean, funny. It says here, Sean Connery was approached for the role, but did not understand the plot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so funny to me. Like... <clears throat> Oh, I don't get shit. it. Wizards and what are these half league people? Who the fuck are you? What do you call these hobbits? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one that I think might have worked, and we just talked about him, was Patrick McGoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah. that could have been interesting. He, he has a very yeah, wizardy presence, but he, I think he would have made a better Saruman, uh, Saruman, but we can't replace who did Saruman just can't no we can't uh no but it says here patrick mcgowan had health issues so he turned it down other individuals to turn it down were anthony hopkins and christopher Plummer. anthony i i cannot see i I mean i'm sure you could put a beard on him and everything yeah i think for some reason his head is just too large for the role for me <laughs> i'm also yeah. a large headed for me individual. it's his eyes like I, it's just like he he especially in 2001 he was much younger That's like true. i mean ian mckellen was much younger too obviously yes. but there was a good old man quality about ian even back you know when he was in his like 60s or i don't know he's not I'm how old is he christopher Plummer. i can't remember anything that i know him from uh um but... hold on i'll pull him up because i do know you know him i mean he was king lear in 2004 oh, uh, no. i mean that was a, on broadway <laughs> but <laughs> i was like i don't know how i don't know how well they would have talked about him in classes because he did a lot of stage why can't i find his filmography on wikipedia step up your game guys 
What the fuck? Well, in the meantime, uh, Richard Harris and John Aston both wanted the part. Uh, they also, they also yeah, we know offered Richard Harris to Sam Neill, which uh, would have been really interesting to have Sam Neill play opposite of um, uh, Hugo Weaving. Uh, because yeah, but I mean, he also didn't he. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but also wasn't wasn't sam neil merlin and that uh, he was merlin. That yeah. miniseries yeah. <laughs> he was merlin in that uh, that's oh funny. my gosh mm, that's funny uh, i'm about to I give guess, up on my my I, I guess christopher Plummer. that's okay that's fine uh, he was in a beautiful mind but i don't know how much you remember the characters I, yeah not enough to pick out christopher Plummer. that's <laughs> i know right that's my problem uh, i know the face like he definitely looks familiar but sure. i can't place him yeah that's that's how i feel uh so apparently sam neil didn't couldn't do it because of jurassic park 3 like oh my god dude what a pass up oh shit alan uh alan, alan! all right well alan <laughs> let's move on to someone yeah. else who will be interesting to talk about and that's yes. vigo morgan we've already mentioned it <laughs> and, yes as aragorn uh, the the Dunedain Ranger, Ranger. Uh, so, also known as Strider. You know, they don't really go into what the Dunedain are. Uh, they, I. It's a little hard to explain. Men of the North is they, what they, they call. They are them. men of the North, but they. I mean, that's how far the movies go. Yes, that is. that's that's how far they go. But the Rangers, they, you know, they. they I don't know if range the job of ranger is kind of like far spread out in fantasy. It, what they do is they go around and they make sure that you know the the orcs aren't getting out of line, I guess, and you know kind of protect. They get things. shit done. They get shit done, and he is um, also you find They're out a lot more utilized the in the books than they are, they are in the movies. Yes. Um, it, but the, it's also a lot to do with the fall of Isildur and stuff like that. What, how yeah. the Dunedain are formed and stuff. Uh, but he is bringing up Isildur, the heir to the throne of Gondor. And, uh, man, I'm just looking at some of the fucking names. <laughs> Which to, to explain what Gondor is, yes. like, um, where Sauron is is uh, mount doom uh mordor um he's in this dark area they call it the east do not look further into it than that please <laughs> this is middle earth this is not real world uh, no it um, is not but that is where world. no <laughs> but that is where that is where sauron is located and the greatest biggest city of um mankind is like basically right on the border mm. and that is gondor it's the yeah. white city and they've been super beautiful super big they have been fighting off orcs basically since the time of uh the big big war the dawn of man <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't think there were any orcs at the dawn of man actually in this world but who knows who knows we weren't there. We weren't there, but Tolkien. <laughs> but Aragorn Tolkien probably wrote it. Um, he is a. <laughs> I know, right? Aragorn is a uh, a good close friend of Gandalf's, and he yes. is tasked with uh, accompanying Frodo and the gang to, um, at first at least, 
to the elvish city of uh what's it called um uh, ooh, uh rivendell. rivendell yeah rivendell. rivendell that's the one Jesus. i can remember i can't remember the other one yeah lothlorien lothlorien wow good pull good job i know right out of the brain dome well Colbert would be proud again again literally i know oh thank god <laughs> um I, I i've mentioned it before on this show my brain stores things in compartments and uh, rivendell and lothlorien are in the exact same compartment well there I don't you know go why, well that, but, that makes yeah. sense they're both elvish cities <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i do know why obviously uh, but no aragorn is uh very quiet and he is very yes. regal um, he is very kingly and, but I mean, at the same time, very dirty and, and you know, outbacksy. Um, absolutely 100% dark and sexy. I fucking love Aragorn. It's great yeah, stuff. It's good stuff. Um, but I can't have Aragorn because his heart is sworn to Arwen. Um, played by Liv Might Tyler. as well just yeah. very quickly wrap her character up here. Uh, not at all important in the movies, honestly. Uh, um, she's, though, they make her more important than she is in the books, to be fair. like That is true, yeah, which is great. Uh, she, they kind of make much some characters into her character so that she can have something to do. Like, she saves... Yeah. She comes out of nowhere and saves uh, Frodo from... Frodo. The, the wraith yeah. poison. She she was sent by Elrond, Elrond. to, to yeah. meet the party. And Elrond does have some kind of divination pro- powers. Um, just like the character in the books was, but it was yeah, he I mean he is very king uh uh godly as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, Liv Tyler, uh before we uh wrap up Aragorn, uh, I guess Helena Bonham Carter had expressed interest. That would have been great. Oh, as Arwen? Um, that would have been interesting. I as, think as Liv Arwen, Tyler yeah. was a good pick. It's just... Yeah, she is fine. I, uh, yeah, she doesn't... I, I feel like she doesn't have the kind of pool that maybe Helen Bonham Carter... Oh, Jesus, I can't say words, and it's right in front of me. Helena that's all right. Bonham Carter would have brought... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she did the the role just fine. Uh, she's very she, she has fine. a very ethereal feel to her, and it and I feel like it fit, right. fit the the elves. Well, yeah. see, like it, it definitely works because like the elves kind of they're they're very quiet. They keep to themselves in a way because they like they kind of just they're snobbish. Yeah, and they kind of fade into the background of the Middle Earth. Yeah, and that's kind of what Liv Tyler does. Is she kind of just fades she does kind <laughs> it's of just like <laughs> in fact she does kind like, of oh, yeah. in the later movies start to fade because paracorn <laughs> <laughs> isn't there she's just um <laughs> yeah she's given her immortality i think there might be a warm spot with him. for arwen for me because it was one of my elder sister's favorite characters and that is because oh, that's fair she really actually looks a lot like Liv Tyler. <laughs> so. Hey, that's totally fair. Yeah. I, I can understand that. Let's let's name some of these hilarious individuals who turned down the role or or were passed over. Oh, we have Daniel Day Lewis who was offered the Aragorn, product. not for Aragorn. For Aragorn, that's right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I went. I jumped back because I hadn't closed on it yet. I'm sorry. My brain, you know, it. it's all good. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Day Lewis turned it down. Um, I find that kind of uh, like kind of sad. I think he could have been a great Aragorn. Really good, um, Viggo Mortensen. Yes, yes, he's perfect. perfect and yeah. I, I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine giving two shits about Viggo Mortensen if he didn't 
become Aragorn. But he's such a great right. talent that I'm very glad that he did this because I've watched nearly every movie that he's been in afterwards because yeah, I know yeah. that he's got I, yeah. talent. Exactly. I, I can I understand where you're coming from because he here he is just amazing. Yeah. He he does everything so perfectly. He is the role. Yeah. Um one I cannot imagine being in there is Nick Cage. Oh I my mean, god. Can you right. imagine Nick Cage as Aragorn? <laughs> um <laughs> it's 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 the it is equal oh. for me it is equal unbelievability as Nick Cage as Superman. Yeah. Like I just can't see it. No, Superman. I can't. Superman, it, I definitely can't see. But this, this a little bit more because in the book, Aragorn is kind of you know rough, uh, middle aged looking, and um, yeah, kind of ugly. And I don't mean to say anything about Nick Cage, <laughs> but he's no Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, because Vigo. Yeah, yeah. Vigo Mortensen is a handsome motherfucker in this. Yes. This is like Aragorn, as I've already mentioned. I I watched this a little bit for him. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. He is a he is a sexy man. But this another individual I can't imagine in this role is Vin no, Diesel. I could not. I could not imagine <laughs> that either. But also Stuart like, Townsend, who was cast originally, I couldn't hardly imagine yeah. him playing the role either. And you know, so he was kicked I off can't the film think for of, good reason. Uh, I can't think I, of Stuart Townsend. I know he was in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but I don't remember that movie that well. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I think that's I all watched. I that oh, movie oh, he was in Queen lot. of the Damned. Yeah. Oh my God, do you remember Queen of the Damned? I don't think I actually watched okay. that, but I watched. Um, I watched The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen a lot, so I got to know his Dorian Gray. (laughs) I hate that I saw that he's in Queen of the Damned and instantly recognized him. (laughs) I hate that so much. But yeah, I couldn't imagine. I think it was a very good choice to not have him do it anymore. Um, But yeah, Russell Crowe was considered for the replacement um but yeah uh that also i don't know you want to be typecast you want to be typecast that is not a similar role to the gladiator role it just isn't he nope but he apparently thought i mean action star i think is all it was like he didn't want to be sword wielding sword wielding action he wanted to be he wanted to be incarnate in film that is what he is in life, and that's a big ass stoner, and they just wouldn't give yes. it to him. <laughs> He's just like, can me and Snoop act together, please? <laughs> I can't get over. That. I love this part though. After after Russell Crowe, they went back to Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he said no again. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, that man did not need to be movie. You know, he was just like, I only act when I want to. This yeah, is no, real. I'm good. He so <laughs> they finally got Vigo in because uh, one of the producers' son. Uh, no, because one of the producers saw him in a play, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. I I kind of that was kind of how I wished that I would have gotten discovered, but then I stopped auditioning. Right. So. 
you know, usually you don't maybe get discovered again. as audition when you go audition. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. Well, no, I like this too. Mortensen. It says here Mortensen read the book on the plane, received a crash course in fencing from Bob Anderson, and began filming scenes on the weather top. He became a hit with the crew by patching up his own costume and carrying his hero sword around it with them off camera. Yeah, that's pretty great. He's so adorable. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but yeah, moving on from Aragorn we to the next about, important character. We did talk about Samwise Gamgee a little bit. He is a he is a another hobbit, best friend of Frodo, and you get a little bit more of this friendship in the extended version because they do a lot more in the Shire, yeah. even though the Shire is a really big part of the theatrical release. <laughs> um, right, it's still like an hour yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sean Astin, beautiful it's in the great. role. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, he, he's very dreamy. Yeah, um, f- and, and, and daydreamy. I yes. mean, like not not as in like he's he's beautiful. I he's, mean, he is he's handsome, man. Kind of full but. of hope, and he keeps he uh, F- Frodo going when Frodo can't yeah. go anymore. And and I hate to say, but James Corden read for the part, and I can really see James Corden as Sam. I could see that. I could so see, clearly. yeah. Like, I really, you know, nothing against Sean Astin. I thought he did an amazing job. Oh yeah, he's amazing. I I feel like a lot of different people could have played Samwise, and but right. however, yeah. a lot of different people could have played Samwise, and we couldn't have given a shit about Samwise. Sean Astin exactly. did make me care. Yeah, about Sean. Samwise. Yeah. He brought a lot of heart to that character because yeah. that character is the true hero of the entire right. trilogy. Yeah. Um, I and and I that. think I think Sean Astin did a beautiful job at at incorporating that, at being like, my character would never ever realize this. Like Sam does not understand how important he is to this story, but he is like the most important character. That's it's great. Right. Okay, so next Boromir. we have a son of the Stuarts of Gondor, uh, basically the heir <laughs> of the throne to Gondor since the, the true heir has been in ex- exile. Boromir, played by Sean Bean. I love or Sean Sheen Bean. Bean or Sean Bon. <laughs> I love Sean Bon in this movie so goddamn much. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he is great. He really is. It's so really good. good. He's really good. It's my favorite it's, Sean yeah. Bean character, and uh, it might be my favorite character in the movie. I'm not sure. Right. I do love Boromir. Right, calm art. down. Calm down. I'm. I got a boner right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really. I, I mean, Sean Bean credits him the man. He is a great actor. I would yeah. say. I. I think. I haven't watched all of Game of Thrones, but I have seen all of his yeah, he's parts in Game of Thrones. And, yeah. and I can I can say that I think Ned would probably be my favorite Sean Bean character because he gives that character so much depth. He does. But, I mean, he gives Boromir a lot of depth, too. Like, Boromir is the corruptible member of the, the Fellowship. I think the movie does a great job right. at showing how the ring, which, you know, again, eventually Frodo is tasked with carrying the ring to Mordor. Mm-hmm. After a big meeting in at Elrond uh, at Rivendell, Rivendell. yeah. Um, but uh, all the members, uh, you know, the ring affects the wearer specifically. You know, the one who wears it is it's a heavy burden. It, it so- saps up their their humanity, their energy, everything. It, it's very malicious, and it just does. It's it just does this to everybody too. Yeah. Like, and I think this 
the movie does a good job at showing that everybody gets a little on edge at near the end. They're all a little frustrated and easily angered. None more so than Boromir. Boromir becomes so corruptible because he sees it as a way of bringing, he sees the ring that is, as a way of bringing his people out from under this. You know, he's like, we should use we this should weapon use against the enemy. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, you know, it's the same mistake that, um, Aragorn's forebears made, yes. Um, so now it's let's go ahead. Boromir was also uh, uh, Bruce Willis was uh, expressed interest in a role, which, which I think is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Could have worked in in two thousand one, I think. You know when he still had hair. Could have been fine. Did he still have um, hair in two thousand one? It, it doesn't matter. I think so. I feel I'm like he sure. was still too old for the role. Honestly, I, I think he. I think he could have made it. It been fine. Um, I, I mean, I don't think. I think Sean Bean. Nobody could do it. I feel than like Sean Liam Bean, Neeson. Liam Neeson was another is another name that could have been Boromir. Yeah, I feel like yeah, he, was he sent the could have been past. a very good Aragorn. Like, why wasn't he considered Liam? for that? Yeah. I feel like that could have Yeah, worked. He, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. But anyhow. Uh, another character another character that there could be no other actor for, and it offers no other actor here, is uh, Billy Boyd playing Peregrine Took. Um, Pippin. Uh, better known as Pippin. Yeah. Pippin is the, the goofball. He's the class clown. Yeah. Um, he fucks everything up. He's the, you know, he's the black sheep. Yes. Like, so many different adjectives and, and uh, idioms for, he, <laughs> for he in uh the next character played by dominic uh Mona, monaghan monaghan uh playing meridoc brandy meridoc brandy buck also known as meridoc brandy he he um he's a, these guys are both distant cousins of frodo and yeah. um and, and they are best friends themselves <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and they are best oh, yeah, friends, Hobbits and they're well. always they're always together, and they are very much on this adventure by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is beautiful. Uh, more so in this than in the book. They, I remember. Yeah, in the books, I think they kind of went off together in the books. Yeah, in the books, they were all at the like they helped Frodo move, mm-hmm. and then they were like a little more involved in. Um, him leaving because they were like you know they're covering it up by using one of their friends to to stand in as frodo for a while in case anybody came around to ask like yeah there was a whole plan and and you know shit and whereas in this one they're just kind of like get the fuck out of here shit's going down and like <laughs> just get out of the shire real quick when peter jackson realized he'd been in there for an hour of movie time oh man <laughs> yeah it's like oh we gotta get out of here <laughs> oh, I fuck, like, we gotta <laughs> get them going quick crack a carrot <laughs> uh sexual innuendos uh but dominic dominic monaghan got the uh the part for mary after he auditioned for frodo so he was uh, another he was another unsuccessful frodo audition well he still got to be in the movie <laughs> but, and uh, mary is yeah. a perfect character for him oh yeah uh and you know he's good and lost too um but the i don't like the this character is best role. like i like mary yeah i love mary yeah yeah charlie charlie has issues i mean that's the thing is dominic gave charlie a lot of oh, yeah. uh, again more depth than mary gets but mary adock is like just 
fabulous. Him yeah. and Pippin together are just something and, to be reckoned and, with. But you know what's? We'll talk about this later, I guess. But when they're apart, it's even better. Uh, yeah, they have a beautiful podcast as well. Not to not to shout out another podcast. We can that do that. Need it, we but can do should, it, but they don't. You should need check it. out Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan's podcast. We don't know what it's called. Um, so I don't remember what's called. <laughs> John Reese Davies. What? As Gimli, what? we've already mentioned this a, several not times. <laughs> not Sulla. He's he's he is not an int right now. He's not an next movie. Not in this movie. Oh, he plays the John Reese He Davies. plays Treebeard. Yeah, he's the voice of Treebeard. I, you didn't know that? I guess I didn't know that. That's that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But we'll talk about that later. Um, so Gimli <laughs> is a dwarf. He's the only dwarf who uh, manages to get into the fellowship. But there are a couple of other dwarves at uh, Rivendale, um, and he actually Reese Davies actually plays Gloin, Gimli's father. I never knew that either. Oh, I didn't know that either. <laughs> That's really Whoa. funny. That's hilarious. Uh, so oh, yeah. I- yeah, he, he's perfect he's for the perfect role. Let's for be the role. I I mean, I never would have in a million years guessed that it was Sulla underneath that makeup. No, um, no. And and this is a character. As I mentioned Indiana in Indiana Jones, Jones I didn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like when when we when we reviewed that series, I was like almost blown away because I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he he's great. It's fucking hilarious. He's a great dwarf. Everything he says about dwarf culture is great. Um, it's just, yeah, honestly, like great ad, like, and this goes to the effects of these movies. Like I literally would have thought John Reese Davies was, you know, a a little person because it's like, and and the same thing with the hobbits. Like they do such a beautiful job at how they, how they film everything, how they, um, how they use force perspective or how they like, you know shoot in different locations and all that kind of stuff it's like it's so well done how because you have so many different height differences between these characters right you know the the hobbits are like four feet the the dwarves are probably like a little bit shorter than that i'm gonna say average out at five probably max yeah 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 it's it's just crazy like and and how they how well they handled it you know the fact again it's the same thing it's like the reason i probably didn't recognize that it was sola was because I thought the John Reese Davies <laughs> was much smaller than he is. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's pretty obvious in uh, Indiana Jones that he's a pretty big man. Uh, I know, which works it's for crazy. a dwarf, though. Like you know, if you shrink that down, yeah, it yeah. looks like a big, stocky, small person. <laughs> yeah, a stout individual, yes. cap- incapable of being toppled. No, never toss a dwarf. Yeah, and you oh, would that never was a do terrible that. Welsh accent. I'm sorry, Reese Davies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the next character, but Gimli is a yeah. He's best friends. His best eventually. eventually, not really in this movie, but uh, I just I just ship them so hard. Uh, Legolas is yes. an Who elf, doesn't? a prince of the elves from the woodland realm, played by Orlando Bloom. Now this is I feel oh. like I've uh, this is his best character by far even though he just shouts all his lines, um, but yeah, I love Legolas. <laughs> He's so cool. 
No, I love him too. I mean, his uh, his will from Pirates of the Caribbean is almost equally as good as Legolas. Like, I love his uh, Will Turner as well as Will. Hmm. Um, but no, Legolas, there, there's something so perfect. Legolas and Aragorn. Again, I don't want to objectify these men all the time, but <laughs> like, I'm not that attracted to Orlando Bloom outside of Legolas. I, it's because but he's as blonde. Legolas. As le- I mean, I'm not usually attracted to blondes. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not either. Like, I, I will be. Uh, yeah. But, but as Legolas, I don't know why, but he can shoot his arrow into me all day. <laughs> That's wonderful. I like him. I, I like his look better as Will Turner. I think Orlando Bloom is a very attractive person, actually. He is a handsome man, uh, but, but yeah. But, but yeah, Legolas. He he is he is sexier as Will Turner because of his little facial hair. Yeah, but it's another one that I th- like. I think uh, absolutely fabulous performance. But I don't know. Another thin, tall person could have played Legolas. I think. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. But I do. They wouldn't have looked good as good shooting the arrows. That's though. right. That's right. He shot the shit out of those arrows. Uh, he could have been a good Faramir, though, which is who he auditioned for. But I'm happy he got the the bigger role as Legolas. Uh, so, so really quickly, I do want to just mention that uh, Ian Holm played Bilbo Baggins. Uh, and oh yes, he, he had the ring for several years, and it it gave him long life. Uh, but you know, there is this corruptive pull to the ring that we will talk more about. And uh, then there are three more characters that I think are important to talk about, and that's Kate Blanchett as I think four. What I said, I think four. Okay, well, because we haven't really talked to Elrond too much. That that was one of the characters I was going to bring up. Uh, what about Gollum? Gollum is not in this movie. His eyes are in this movie. We can talk about him His next time. His eyes are in the movie. We can talk about him screams. next time. He does, he he does scream. Andy Serkis plays Shut Gollum. Up. The world knows that. We'll talk about him next time. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Kate Blanchett. 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 Damn it. <laughs> plays. Kate Blanket. <laughs> Kate Blanket plays Galadriel. And she is uh, a co ruler of the elves. But she's like such a badass and the, like, the main character. She is the narrator. But she is also the main character of the uh, pa- Rings of Power. And the person that they cast, like without looking like Kate Blanchett looks a lot like Kate Blanchett and 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 it just I feel like I imagine that Galadriel becoming this Galadriel and I like it. Anyhow, that's <laughs> she, I, I can't see it but that's She it. and Elrond are two uh the the only other two people that we know of that have rings of power in in the film. It, it's doesn't does I'm not sure. Actually, you know what? I was going to say that I th- Gandalf has one, but I don't think they talk yeah. about it in the film. He yeah, has, I was going to say I thought Gandalf had one, but yeah, I, has, didn't, I didn't know for sure. He has one that does fire, I think. Um, and I, I don't quite remember what Galadriel and Elrond's do, but Galadriel is the only one that outright talks about it in the film. 
she's like i too am yeah. a ring bearer and shows the ring and, and shows yeah, yeah she shows it off too um it's very beautiful so what's what's she's very important in the very last part of the movie she helps them get along by yeah. adding prevention and she narrates and, stuff, and she narrates which is important uh hugo it's Weeding. honestly like once you hear her voice at the beginning though yeah it is the most soothing and yeah. and immediate um uh what's the word i'm looking for like it, it brings you in AC, a- um, asmr <laughs> i mean it is per- it is perfect asmr but there's there like i don't know it's so enveloping yeah that it's just like i i, I didn't get to see these in theaters sadly but I can only imagine, like, when I watch it on my couch, it's always just immediately, like, you hear the music, you know, the... Which, by the way, Howard Shore, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. that guy, this, this is one of the best compositions of all time. Like, it's so it's good. It's pretty fucking good. Um, I do listen like, to tracks of it with, <laughs> with... I know, right? Yeah, with no... But I mean, like, you hear that music, and then you hear Kate Blanchett's narration, and you're immediately just like... Uh, I'm Back settled in for the next day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm going to watch these. Nothing else in the world is going to matter. Let's fucking go. So real quickly, let's talk about Hugo Weaving again, uh, playing Elrond. Yes, yes, Because he yes. did that really quickly. He is the Lord of Rivendale, and um, he leads a council, and, uh, he, and David Bowie was like, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I like I like Peter Jackson's reasoning though. He said to have a famous beloved character and a famous star colliding is slightly uncomfortable and I agree because it's like you can look at all of these actors and they all get immersed in the role. I feel like if it was David Bowie, I would be looking at this and being like David Bowie. David. You know, Bowie I wouldn't be thinking Elrond. Movie. David Bowie in this yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh Hugo but I, Weaving, I agree with, I agree with Peter Jackson. It's really hard to imagine anybody playing Elrond in this movie anyways. Where'd I go? Um <laughs> It's uh, but the guy who plays him in the show, I do like that choice. I thought he was good. I, I, I oh, once again, I'm not gonna. Yeah, he's fine. That. Yeah, I thought he was good. But anyways, uh, yeah, they along with Gandalf and Saruman the White, Christopher Lee, have been holding the mm. this this like council between themselves to protect Middle Earth for the last like couple centuries and um saruman the white is also a wizard he is the head yes. of the istari order and he's saruman the white while gandalf is gandalf the gray in this movie they don't really go into the other wizards but there's a brown one and two blue ones um yes and the brown one's radagast who's one played radagast. by sylvester mccoy who is the doctor from doctor who that's true We'll we'll talk about that when we talk about the Hobbit. So <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get my Doctor Who fact out of the way good, real quick. Good job, good job. Thank, um, thank you, thank you. Sylvester McCoy uh, was considered for playing Bilbo, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been good. I, I mean, he would have worked really he well. Yeah. I mean, Ian Holm is perfect. Yeah, I but can't like, hardly yeah, imagine Ian Holm it and not Sylvester McCoy. Are, yeah. They're very much in the same class of actor, though, yeah, I think. They, like, they play similar characters, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant, yeah. 
So that yeah, is uh, Chris Freely. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He actually, sorry. Yeah. Chris Freely. He was, um, he actually knew, like, he had met J.R. Token. He, he loves the fucking books. Like, he is probably, or he was probably, like, the biggest fan of these books. And, like, he, uh, I know he wanted to be Gandalf right. initially. That was, like, one mm-hmm. of his lifelong dreams, I guess. Um, he was sadly deemed too old. The world took too long. Yeah, yeah. He he, he eventually played uh, Saruman, which it, he's, he's fucking amazing. Saruman. It's really hard like, to imagine anybody else uh, with that white gray beard. It, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll talk some of the fun stories because he has some fun stories. Um, but I think they they apply more for later movies. So we'll we'll go into them then. Okay, but, well, that is the end of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do feel like we should. <laughs> why, we talked a lot about the plot without talking the plot of the story, I feel like. So I think that's fair, yeah. after we do a soda pop break, we will go through the story real quick and then maybe just talk about our favorite moments for a moment and then do closing statements. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And talk about like book comparison ish. That's right. That's right. I mean, we've already kind of done that too. All right. We will be back shortly. Basically, immediately. Bye. <laughs> I love you. Oh, a diddly 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 do. A pirate's life for you. A pirate's life for me. You know, I didn't grab my computer charger, but I think we'll be okay. Are oh, we back? Let's just risk it for the biscuit. Risk it for the we'll biscuit. Back. Yeah. Mm. You know. Oh, wait, there was actually no pause at all. We accidentally, yeah, we forgot to to edit this, and we just put out, you know, two minutes of dead no silence. Time. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's really gonna We're make live, them happen. Actually. That's really gonna make them happy with the fact that it's already been an hour. Um, so <laughs> we're back. And if you stuck Yay. with us, you notice that we talked the cast first. We kind of usually do the opposite. Um, but particularly for this film, I think that was a good idea because the whole point of oh, the thanks. film is these characters getting together and going right. on this quest with each other. This epic fucking journey. The title, The Fellowship of the Ring. But let's talk about the story for a a, a little bit. We got we got to try to be a little sparse on the details because it's a long, long movie. Um, Oh yeah, and then we'll talk a little bit more. So yeah, we've already set up the ring and everything. How Frodo came to get it. That's right. He got Um, it from Bilbo as an inheritance, uh, and uh, Gandalf finds out that it is the true one ring of power which allowed Sauron in mm-hmm. in um oh, great olden times to control everybody who had a ring of power and almost yeah. ended middle earth so he lets he lets almost yeah destroyed all yeah. good things so he um <clears throat> he lets frodo know about this and frodo's like well then you take it and he says i can't take it because it's a corrupting power and i would be too strong a tool to allow sauron to have because sauron is still exists he's been uh diminished but he still exists so he quests 
Frodo to take Samwise Gamgee as a bodyguard and go to Rivendell. And so on their way to do that, he meanwhile, he's going to go uh, talk to Saruman um, to get him up to date. Yeah. Because they're friends. They are friends. Supposedly. Supposedly. The two hobbits, they go out, accidentally meet up with uh, Merry and Pippin, which <laughs> is hilarious. And then they get chased by Smashing one to of, each other in a corn Yes, meadow. they get chased by a Nazgul, uh, who are after the ring, uh, and know that it is in the Shire. So they are escaping the Shire. And the Nazgul were the nine... Um, so there were the, of the rings. So right. Sauron, you know, there was a bunch of rings made. Yep. Nine of them went to. It was nine, right? I believe was it, it was seven? nine. It was for nine. the kingdom of kingdoms of men. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, seven and he gave dwarves. you know nine of them to men, and those men they were cor- like corrupted. Their life force was basically sucked out of them, yep. so they were like nothingness, and they became these Nazgul, these like or their wraiths. formless. They, they are called wraiths. wraiths. Yeah, yeah, ring wraiths. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're just these these pretty much they're these formless beings. Yeah. Like and they they wear these cloaks so that I mean that's yeah. their that's their look as they you know they got this like dark they're the dark riders. Right. And they kind of they kind of act as uh Sauron's special forces. Uh, um yeah. And, and then, you know, great commanders when he has actually yeah. has armies formed and and whatnot. Um, so they are running away from that and they end up at the prancing pony, which is where they're supposed to meet Gandalf. But meanwhile, Saruman is actually working for Sauron. He has, he has portrayed his order, uh, because he wants to share power with Sauron and Gandalf is like, you're being a fool. He does not share power, yada, yada, yada. They get in a big fight, even though Saruman does eventually, initially want Gandalf to work with him. And yeah. uh, he imprisons Gandalf. Because then they would be unstoppable. He would be. That's true. But he, he imprisons Gandalf, and uh, so he is unable to meet the hobbits at the Prancing Pony. However, they meet somebody else. They meet Strider. And that is the name that we are given in the beginning for Aragorn. Uh, that is his his ranger name, and uh, he w- saves them from another ring wraith attack, and um, <clears throat> they start adventuring together towards Rivendell. Now, once again, the ring wraiths catch up with him. <laughs> And that's kind of Pippin's fault. Pippin and Merry decide they need to make dinner and start a fire. I mean, they're hobbits. They're hobbits. They need food. It's it's important to them. So yeah, he. So the ring raves come, and there's a. They start fighting. Well, at the very, I don't remember what the hobbits actually start doing, but for Frodo uses the ring to try to escape them and realizes. That is not what he can do. By the way, to the user, that if they're not Sauron, the ring, its power seems to be invisibility. But 
Yeah, yeah. But really, it just it, it really while it does give you that advantage, it really is just alerting Sauron to the fact that the ring yeah, putting- is in power is in use and is accessible. Yeah. It's it's putting you on a plane of existence where he can see you. Yes, exactly. And it's just like that's pretty much what it's doing. And unbeknownst to Frodo, these wraiths half live on that plane. So they see him yeah. and he actually sees their true forms. And which is disturbing. Which is disturbing <laughs> and a fucking awesome effect. And they yeah. uh I mean all of it, I think they're just like negativing the the footage they're just like taking the negative of it and then removing the guy's nose <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's pretty much all they're doing that's true that's true but it still looks fucking awesome it works frodo gets stabbed and you know it's a bad magic sword so he starts getting really gross and scary uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can't breathe and, yes. he's got he's got asthma uh real bad Vigo aragorn that is comes in and fights off the wraiths and he and the hobbits are barely stumbling along trying to get uh, to Rivendale. Run into Liv Tyler. She rides her for- horse super fast. And all of a sudden, Frodo wakes up in Rivendale. And Gandalf has escaped Saruman. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then they have a big meeting, which calls a bunch yeah, of elves. Yeah, that's when the fellowship is, the, is formed. The men, yeah, men. Men is the name of the race of humans in this world. Um, right. And uh, dwarves uh, come as well, and they talk about what they should do with the ring. Uh, Boromir is like, I, I want to take it to Gondor, like we already talked about. But they're yeah. like, no, we can't do this. Gimli tries to destroy <laughs> it. He tries to destroy it. <laughs> He's like, I could just break this ring yeah, with my axe. Yeah, and that doesn't work because it's not made with gold. It's made with mithril or whatever and magic. Yeah. <clears throat> it's forged in the heart of the volcano. That's right. And of Mount Doom. And Mount so Doom. they decide that somebody needs to take the ring to Mount Doom and throw it in to destroy it like Isildur couldn't. And they start arguing. And over the arguing, Frodo volunteers. He says, I will take it. The dumbass. Yeah. And and Gandalf's expression during that, so good. It's like, I love you. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like, I love you so much. Because he knew what was going to happen. He knew that was going to be the outcome. Like he was, he was very aware, and he was hoping against all hope that Frodo wouldn't do it. That Frodo would not be the person he knew Frodo to be. Right. He was just like, please, just let Frodo be this this selfish, lazy Hobbit yeah. who is just gonna want to return to the Shire. Don't do this right. to him. But no, Frodo speaks up, and you <laughs> but, can just see it like crushes yes, Gandalf. It it crushes him, but he you also see this pride this like yeah yeah it is it is a silent like yeah um so because of frodo's bravery and earnestness uh legolas aragorn (coughs) gimli and boromir all volunteer to go with him and the hobbits of course they volunteer as well because you can't separate the group um <laughs> yeah sam pippen and mary were rudely not invited to the meeting but they showed up anyway yeah, <laughs> it was it's a great moment um but yeah they 
they become this fellowship, this questing party to take the ring to Mordor. Well, if only it was that easy. The rest of the movie is a lot of trials and tribulations that maybe we'll talk about more uh, in our favorite moments and stuff. Uh, But eventually they decide that they have to travel through the mines of Moria. And Gandalf did not want to do this. Now, there was strong suggestion from Gimli to do so because his cousins live there. Yeah, and Mines of Moria are a dwarven area, right. and he just wanted to visit his he family. He said this would be great. We would we'll get it to have like a banquet to welcome us, and then we can go with new provisions on our way. Yeah, um, and maybe without one dwarf, you know, maybe the yeah. or the elf. I mean, maybe the elf would get killed there. You know, <laughs> you know oops, it, oops, <laughs> and Gimli would be happier for it. But then you know he wouldn't know what would be. he would not know what would be. They go in to Moria, and it's not what Gimli was hoping for. They find that all the dwarves have been slaughtered by goblins. And it's a sad moment. I really enjoy uh, uh, Reese Davies' performance in that part. Um, yeah, I thought you were gonna say you really enjoy watching them cry. <laughs> no, I just I think I really enjoy watching them cry. I mean, I did kind of say that, but I said it better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is a good moment. You really do feel the weight of um, somebody finding out that a good portion of their family was just murdered, right. like friends, family, and just like their people in general. Yes. Like it's just it's very upsetting. Yeah. And the sad thing is, their killers are still there. They are still they there. Out. And they get alerted to their presence, which, honestly, they probably <laughs> already knew. I mean, a magical door doesn't open every single day. Uh, I know, right? So, another Pippin thing. Pippin... Uh, yeah, Pippin yeah. accidentally knocks some armor down a well. Yeah, a whole fucking It's a great corpse. scene. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's not his fault. All he did was touch an arrow. Yeah, like he literally I mean, he just touched, touched anything. It. But he literally just touched it. It 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 was yeah, yeah not really his fault. But it's very much a Pippin moment. Uh, so yep. <clears throat> he yeah. The reason why Gandalf didn't want to go down there wasn't actually the goblins. So the goblins no. start attacking, and they have to start going deeper into Moria to escape them and to get out the other side when they do that when they get to like the most treacherous part of the mines (laughs) (laughs) uh a balrog comes out to greet them yeah this is what gandalf was afraid of because um he didn't know he didn't know that the dwarves had been slaughtered annihilated basically yeah he what he was afraid of was that they had been digging so deep into this mountain that they would have awakened these great, terrifying creatures mm-hmm. that could rival the power of even the greatest Astari. That's right. Um, called the Balrogs. The Balrogs. Um, and they basically are, besides Sauron, these guys were Morgoth's Astari. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they were a big part of this war. It's not the first time Gandalf has fought these creatures, that's for sure. No. And um, he 
he but it is probably his most amazing oh, battle. yes and he's the, the thing is that when he battled them before he probably was with other people who could help him battle them and yeah the fact is the rest of these people are just fighters and they can't get too close and half of them actually yeah, half these... of them are half of them have no class whatsoever right <laughs> I mean, these Balrogs, like this Balrog in general, at least, is like a massive. I don't know how f- tall you would call him, like fifteen foot uh, yeah, shadow, maybe tall. even bigger yeah. than that, like way big, like, and, and he's just a shadow with these horns and a giant ass whip of flames, like terrifying yeah, creature, very scary. like, and uh, oh my god, yeah, and Gandalf falls. Gandalf does fall during this battle. But after he uh, subdues the Balrog, he makes yeah. the Balrog fall first, and then the Balrog whips yeah. him with his flame whip in, after him. And he, he pulls says, him in after. He says, fly, you fly fools! Yeah. yeah, he was telling them to use the eagles, because there's giant eagles in this world, and they could have just flown to Mount Doom easily. And Gandalf was telling them, you know, he's just like, hey, guys, I had a plan all along. We're going to go here and talk to the giant eagles. And that was the plan to save us a lot of trip. At least one whole movie. He said all that. We could have been done. He said all that. No. Well, he said fly. That's what he said. He he said said, fly, fly, you fools. fools. He told them to fly. And he was trying to tell them to go to the giant eagles. And they didn't didn't understand what the fuck he was saying. He didn't have time. No. But anyhow, they get out of Moria, and they're all really sad, and so are you, because it's a very powerful moment. And, Uh uh, yeah, uh, they're very, very sad, and they they, they, they start going right away. Like, they don't give themselves time to mourn. No. Uh, They walk, and they go to Lothlorien. They get to Lothlorien. kind of escorted there less as company and more as prisoners but they leave as friends uh and yeah they, with gifts with gifts they get more provisions they get uh lamness bread which fills locks of hair li- yeah <laughs> quimley gets three <laughs> three strands of galadriel's hair because he falls in love with her uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. I love him. <laughs> I asked for a single hair. She gave me three. She gave me three. <laughs> oh my god, it's hilarious. It's I love so it. Good. No, and uh, the lambus bread that you were going to mention is is hilarious to me because uh, I was going to mention mm. earlier when when we um, when we talked about how Mary and Pippin accidentally alerted the Nazgul of, mm. of their presence by needing to eat food. And we made the joke that, well, they're, they're hobbits. Hobbits, ha- hobbits are very food focused. Yes, they are. They have like 10 meals a day. Like, you know, they're, yeah. they, they they're love very food. They love eating. sedimentary farming creatures. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's this hilarious, I think it's a deleted scene, honestly, but uh, I mean, we, we, we watched the extended. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I almost never watch the theater cut anymore. Right, like, but my, my extended cuts are broken. There's a lot of, they, they've been watched too much <laughs> and the ending, the endings for a lot of them just don't work. Um, there, there's a couple of skipping moments, which is sad. <laughs> I need to buy new ones, honestly. But, uh, there's, there's, I'm pretty sure it's a lead scene though, where, 
um, Legolas mentions that the Lambus bread, you know, you can buy, you know, a single bite of the Lambus bread is enough to fill a full or, or sate at least a yeah. full male. Yeah. You know, it's enough to be like, you know, they took one bite and they are sated. They don't need any more. They're, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. For a full day. It doesn't fill them up. They, they could still be hungry. Right. But it's enough to be like, I'm fine. I don't yeah. need any more. It's a rationing. Um, and then Mary asks, yeah. And then Mary asks Pippin, he's like, how much did you have? And Pippin's like, I ate four. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. And that, the, uh, I, I really did want to mention the lambness bread because it, it kind of is a, a plot point in the, in la, one of the last. Yeah, it's movies. important later on. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so they, they get, they're getting closer to the realms of men. Uh, and, you know, men are kind of all over the continent, but like the, the main kingdoms are in. Uh, are they're yeah. about to get to Rohan? The, the the Rodinia is that what it's called? Uh, it's oh fucking no, yeah, man. It, Rohan is a is a kingdom of of horse riders, and they're 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 getting closer to that. Uh, you see some cool man made uh, monolithic um, statues that are cool statues, and yeah, they, once they get on the embankment though. Uh, they're all kind of, you know, frayed, struggling, arguing with each other. And yeah, uh, the ring is bringing them all yes, apart. It is. And Frodo, uh, steps off to, to maybe be by himself and contemplate a little bit. Boromir goes after him, maybe not knowing what he's going there to do, but he does try to take the ring from Frodo. So Frodo yeah. puts the ring on and runs away. At the same moment, the party starts getting attacked by an army of Orukai and and other orcs, which they make that that distinction in the movies. I think it's more foggy in the books, but <clears throat> they were brought out of the ground by Saruman to get to go after them and get the ring and do other things yeah. for, of his bidding. The Orokai. That the is. Orokai, that's right. <clears throat> and they show up and they, yeah, start fighting the party. and uh, Big battle. Big, big battle. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Frodo runs away and uh, Boromir dies trying to save the uh mary and pippin mary yeah. yeah and well he didn't quite die but he he fell in battle and uh once aragorn uh he first he has a small conversation with frodo realizes frodo has to leave and comes back to help with the fighting and Boromir's already on the ground. Uh, this is... I'm kind of going into one of my favorite moments of the movie. Uh, this This moment between Boromir and uh, Aragorn, uh, where it's basically the last words of Boromir, you know, and he's like, I, yeah, I failed. Yeah. I I went after the ring. I, I, I broke the fellowship. Uh, yeah. And... and <clears throat> 
Aragorn has to say, but look what you did, basically. Like, you yeah. you fought to the end to save your friends. You yeah. You, you are and you only yeah. you only betrayed yourself for your people too. That's like right. You were yeah. yeah our people always for too. Gondor. And that's a very yeah. important part of this moment is that Aragorn is finally ready to recognize that he is a part of Gondor as well. Yeah. And um, at the beginning of their relationship, Boromir might have taken that as an insult since he has lived his life away from the city. And right. he, he being Boromir and his father have been taking care of Gondor. But now, after these people have fought and now literally dying, uh, you know, in the same field of battle, they, uh, they do see each other as brothers. And him saying, our people, yeah. Aragorn saying, uh, I will save, our, I will not let our people fall is the line. Uh yeah it brings boromir uh, a lot of pride and honor and he's like thank you i needed to hear that that you would take up basically his mantle because at this point he is pretty much the heir of gondor if aragorn does not step forward he basically is passing that mantle on to aragorn and i just fucking love that moment man and and it's just and that's why boromir is one of my favorite characters is because of his arc like he kind of starts out as a as a pompous rich boy bastard but he does have a a very strong sense of duty and um (laughs) yeah and and, (laughs) you know he he does have noble qualities he's just a bit of a privileged prick yeah and i've always liked boromir mainly for the the smaller scenes like when they have their their you know when the fellowship rests he's the Mm -hmm. one who's like training pippin and mary and he's having fun with the hobbits yeah like yeah he's he he seems like he was um like for the fellowship as they were traveling initially he seemed like he was like a good comedic relief for the group like right. he, he brought a lot of right he's hearty joyfulness i feel like out of all of them he is probably the most used to traveling in a large group and being yeah, yeah. a important person uh in his city it, it makes sense that he knows how to you know uh entertain, entertain and and work a, a group of people uh, so yeah. it, it was that is a very nice moment to see too. I think him with those ho- with the hobbits. It's 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 great, hilarious, adorable. Um, yeah, I I love that part too. But yeah, I think he might be my favorite character for his arc. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, my I I love Gimli and and uh um Legolas like. As a pair, mm-hmm. I, I love the pairs. I love Gimli yeah. and Legolas. I love Merry and Pippin, Frodo and Sam. Like, I, I love the the pairing of these people because it's like, I don't know. They really do just, especially Legolas and and Gimli. They bring out the best of each other they do. Yeah. because, like, I love this first one because it starts off with them being like, "Ugh, you know, you're a dwarf, the you're elf. an elf. Like, yeah, I hate." We hate you both, you know. There's even like a, I think there's like a line where he's just like, "I won't die next to an elf or whatever." Right. Like he says something along those lines. And again, having seen these movies so many thousands of times, 
it's exciting when you're watching it at the beginning here because you're just like, oh, I know what line's coming later mm-hmm. on. You know, I know yeah. what what you're going to like, how this is going to, how it goes from here. And it's like, it's really just so fucking well done that they, they, they establish all of the, this whole fellowship as just a roughshod patch of people from, from different portions of this land who, who don't know each other, who are kind of against each other at times, but immediately they grow to rely on each other. They grow to lo- like even kind of love each other in a, a, a traveling way. And, you know, it's just like just watching them develop so quickly and not through a montage. Yeah. You know, it's like there, there are, there are montage-like moments. It, it's more just filled marching, but the scenic yeah. aspect of it is so beautiful that... Exactly. Yeah. It's beautiful. There's character moments throughout that, you know, they're not, they're not building. They're not, like, training. There's no character development happening in the montage. Yeah. It's just camaraderie. And through that camaraderie, you're seeing that friendship grow yeah. with the next scene and the next scene after that. Like, it's great stuff, man. It's so great fucking stuff. well done. And then it like, all falls apart at the at the end of the story. That's... That's, Order goes the precise way it had to go. The precise way it had to go. That's true, but I I do yeah. love that you know you start off in this movie in a very hopeful place in the Shire, and yeah. and then it's like oh big back bad dark magic and some tribulations, and then you get these group of people together, and that brings back the hope, uh, really strongly. Yeah, and and then. It just all falls apart at the end, and and that really sets up how desolate and uh, <laughs> heartbreaking the rest hopeless. of the film and hopeless the rest of the movies are going to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, honestly, like I, I think my one of my favorite things about the 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 stupidity of of I mean it, it works for Elrond. Mm. It, it makes so much sense for Elrond that. You know, he has this grand plan of sending all of them out there, this whole fellowship. You know, he, he builds this whole idea up. He overlooked the most obvious thing, which is the brings corruption ability. Right. He overlooked the, the fact that it would, it would not harm just the person wearing right. it. It would harm the whole group. The, I, the, the very fact that they thought they can get to, to Mordor as a group is almost hilarious yeah, yeah. because they barely get to, to Rohan before it starts tearing them apart. Like it does mm-hmm. it like it had to separate them. It was the only way that this could happen. And Frodo yeah. realized and that. And so does Aragorn. Frodo realized that he's just like, yeah. I ha-. Yeah. And, and Aragorn to give him props, he does deny the ring. Yeah. You know, Frodo is holding him the ring and he, he closes Frodo's hand. He's like, no, you know, he's just like, this is, you, you got this. Yeah, uh, he's like I. I have to go a different route because like he. But he is very it, sad. He is very sad about it, and he's like, "I would have gone with you all the way, Frodo." Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So sad about the split, not sad about denying the ring. Right. Which is you know a great a great thing about Aragorn is he really doesn't want the ring. It would not no. help him. He doesn't see how it could. No, he. I mean, he like, he he knows too much about the evil. Uh, I think exactly. Um, so, and he also has the lesson of his ancestors as well. Yeah, yeah. I just mean he doesn't seem that of all of the fellowship. He's the one who didn't seem that tempted by right. it. Right. 
Right. Um, fair. Fair. Uh, so he uh, one one more story beat that I actually forgot. That is that Sam Wise almost drowns to follow. Frodo. Oh gosh, yeah. And uh, poor Sam. So that's how they are, are still together. Uh, and yeah, Sam. Time. Sam follows him to the end. He yeah. he he mentioned that he wouldn't let him go. No. Nope. And no matter how much Frodo tried to to abandon everybody, yes. he couldn't abandon Sam. It's it. so cute. It's I very love good. it. It's very good. Um, I would say uh, before my closing, I would say that my favorite scene is just the very beginning, Bilbo's party. Um, I love it. It's so yeah. magical. It really does set the world. The Shire is so. It, the Shire is really the perfect opening place yeah. for a crazy fantasy world like this. Because you 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 get all the changes, but all of the the recognition of the real world uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it has a lot of parallels to how people say they want to live their life, anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, but the fact is that life is more like Gondor. Uh, you know, falling <laughs> apart in Metropolitan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, I love I love that that opening. It's so magical. It's so happy. Like as you said, it, it very much is hopeful. Mm. You know, it's just like oh, everything is so perfect and wonderful in this world, and they're about to go on this treacherous journey. But dear God, is it gonna, yeah. is it a beautiful um, bond that's brewed throughout? Yeah, for everybody. Like and and, and I think you know. I think also the Shire really makes sam and frodo better heroes like the fact that yeah. they have no right being out there doing yeah. this and yet they volunteered yeah. it's yeah it's 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 pretty great exactly they 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 stirred up from their cozy fireplaces to do this yeah it's it's wonderful shit i love it um just to close it's fucking perfection mm-hmm. man like peter jackson created something that you know, it's 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 impossible that to ever imagine somebody being able to create this, you know, something like this ever again. Um, quick shout out! I always forget the cinematographer's name. I'm so sorry. Um, you only seem to work with Peter Jackson, to my <laughs> knowledge. When that's Andrew Lesney. Um, you're good. Amazing. Yeah. You're, you're good. I think you won one of the. I think I think he got one of the like this movie got like three awards, and I think that was one of them. Deserved it was. Uh, I, I, I mean, mean Sam it Neal's gets a lot of awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it only got the this first one got four. The first one got four. I mean, the third one sets records when we get there. Right. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, it, it won for best cinematography, best score for Howard Shore obviously yeah. like howard shore like my god it's, it's amazing very, best very makeup good. for peter owen and richard taylor great job there and in best visual effects i agree from jim regal mm-hmm. random william yeah. cook richard taylor and mark stetson makes sense. fucking good the visual effects are brilliant yeah um it, it still holds up to 20 years oh, later yeah. like Hell you yeah. know watching it on an oled tv where all of the errors could easily be yeah pinpointed yeah. because of the quality upgrades it's still good it's possible four star film four star film easy yeah i said it at the beginning this probably is my favorite film and i stand by that still and i think 
that this might be my first two-face film. Two whole oh, faces. I Welcome to Green and Faceless, where the faces don't matter. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, and don't exist. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, I fucking love this movie. It's my favorite movie. If Sarah said, hey, do you want to watch The Fellowship? Like, even just part of it today, tonight, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's it. something else to do, I'm sure. And <laughs> yeah, but I love yeah. this, yes. And I think a lot of it is that Shire opening. It's like, man, I just love where this begins. It ends in a very sad yeah. place, but I love the whole journey. It's It's a great movie. Yeah. You could crawl back from the desert after being stuck in the hundred plus degree sands for forty <laughs> days. You can crawl into your home, beg for water, and Sarah's like, "Oh, before I can get you a glass of water, we have to watch the Fellowship of the, the Ring." Whole and you'd be movie? like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 put it on, put it on." <laughs> I can last three more do, hours. Do. I guess four All right. Well, I think that's been the show. I think we did it. We yeah. we sufficiently dived we did deep. Did you feel it? We dove. We dove deep. Yeah. You stopped listening thirty minutes ago. Please. That's totally fine. We understand. <laughs> it's late. Um. We love you, Couch Potatoes. Thanks for thanks for showing up. We'll be back with the two towers yes. next week. Excited um, for that or too. maybe in two weeks. We'll see. Depends on what happens with our schedule. We'll, we'll hope it's next week. Yeah. That's what we're shooting for. Bye. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> and I am the faceless Leon. <laughs> Bye. Safe travels and good night. <laughs> I hit record again. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.